0: Hey guys, welcome to the Spirits Guide podcast. I'm Rich and I'm your guide to the intoxicating spirit world. Now it's the week of the biggest holiday of the year. It's Christmas. And so I wanted to give you guys a little extra bonus sample size Monday. Now, if this is the first time you're listening in sample size Monday is something that's kind of born out of the spirits community. It was born out of COVID for me. And it, it kind of stems around the fact that there's so many Great bottles of, you know, whether it's bourbons or rums or things out there that are rare, hard to find, uh, things that we find in other markets, other states, other countries, whatever it is, things that we know that I might get my hands on that not all my friends can get our hands on. And so you taste it, you try it, you get excited about it, and then you want to share it with other people. So what we tend to do is we get these little glass vials that you can order from Amazon. Uh, They're 50 milliliters. They're kind of like the size of a nip. Fill them up and then you share them with your friends. And it gives you a chance to kind of try something that you didn't get to buy that not everybody has access to. Now, the reason we do it on Monday nights is because Monday night, it's the start of the week. You don't really want to crack a whole bottle. Um, We're not going to be doing a lot of drinking. You just want one Uh, And so it's kind of the perfect time to try something new, different. Uh, And because you're only having one, it gives you a little bit more time to think about it, reflect upon it, um, and hopefully have something to talk about the next time you run into that friend. Again, this is Christmas week, so we're giving you guys a gift. We're actually giving you two sample size reviews today, so it's going to run a little bit longer. But hey, it's Christmas. This is our gift to you. The first sample size review, I'm actually joined by my first guest here on the podcast. um, My friend, Steve, who's more like a brother than a friend. Uh, When we recorded this sample size, we actually recorded a whole full-length episode that I can't wait to drop on you guys uh, in January. So we did that. We talked about um, Boomerang Cherry Liqueur really really cool product and that was a sample that was provided to me by my great friend peter then the second sample we get into that i did on my own was also provided to me by peter um, and that was the capoletti americano rosso now we chose these two one to prove that we drink more than just bourbon more than just whiskey uh, more than just darker fuller spirits we're also cocktail people and as myself, Stephen being bartenders, uh, Peter being a cocktail nut. He thought that these would be interesting for me to try. Uh, so I was glad to get to share, uh, with my friend, Steve, uh, and I'm glad to kind of share this with you guys and, and kind of keep you guys on this journey with us. So I hope you enjoy, uh, these two sample sizes. Again, if you like what we're doing, uh, if you're interested to hear more of what we're going to be doing and I, Guarantee you, it's gonna be so good. I can't wait. Um, go to the podcast page wherever you're getting this podcast. Whether it's on Anchor, uh, whether it's on Stitcher, whether it's on Spotify, Google, wherever. Breaker, uh, follow or subscribe. However it is, you you kind of link up to that podcast. Give us a rating. Uh, give us a review. Let us know that you like what we're doing. And hey, if you hate it, give me a review that says, "Hey, I hate you guys. You suck." I'm fine with that. Uh, It means that you listened at least and you gave it a shot. Uh, If there's something you want to hear us talk about, if there is a sample you want to try, if there's a sample you want to share, you can email me at the spiritsguide89 uh, uh, at gmail.com. Wow, stumbled on that one. I'll say that again, the spiritsguide89 at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram as the spirits guide. Follow us on Facebook. Um, Hope you guys enjoy. Uh, and as always, uh, cheers. Talk to you soon. All right. So here we are another sample size Monday. And for the first time ever, I have a special guest in the building to do sample size with me. Uh, more than my friend, my brother. Um, Yeah. The BSO, my friend Steven.
1: Thanks for having uh, me. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm excited to finally do this. We've been talking about this for a long time. Long time. Uh, we're about to bang out a full-length episode, but uh, like everything else, we're just doing some bonus episodes I've Been joking about how I don't have a full-length podcast yet, but I have bonus episodes. So, <laughs> um, but it's a little something that we can uh, share with you guys. So sample size, again, Monday night, you don't want to crack a whole bottle. You want to taste something different. Um, A small, small amount. And again, like I've mentioned before, we don't want to just be whiskey or bourbon because for people like us, we don't just drink
1: whiskey. No, there's so much else out there.
0: We drink it all. Um, And what's great, as much as I'm a kind of liquor history geek, Mm. um, you're like a bartending cocktail savant out there, too. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Which is why I picked this particular Uh, sample so this came to me from my friend Peter Thomas uh, who you would absolutely love Mm. great guy uh, older fellow um, was a medical supply sales rep COVID hit he just called it quits and retired (laughs) Um, and he drinks everything so we have these great conversations about Spanish brandies and vermouths and he brought me this Uh, this is Boomerang Cherry Liqueur from Bravo Spirits. So they're oh. from the Midwest. Um, yeah, and all the info is on there. So boomerang is, uh, I guess it's a bartending term. I had never heard of it, even though both of us were bartenders. Yeah, But it's basically, you uh, know, when the bartender buys you a drink, you buy one back. So it's boomerang. kind of the boomerang. It comes back at you. Uh, this was created by a bartender named Mika Melton, who is the beverage director at the Avery or aviary in uh, Chicago. Okay. Um, So it's Amaro at its base, and they use rhubarb as their base. What am I thinking of, cherry liqueur, Cherry hearing. Hearing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So is it in that same kind of... I haven't tasted it yet. Ah. So
0: we're about to find out. So according to what I was able to figure out, uh, cherries, apricots, walnuts, cinnamon, orange, vanilla, and peppercorns, uh, it's sweetened to 20% sugar. It's 30% ABV. Um, like I said, it's Amaro-based, uh, neutral grain spirits, Ooh. aged and used whiskey barrels. So if I know Peter, there's at least
1: something interesting about this. That has that like tussanye kind of yeah, 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 it does. Yeah. Not in a bad way.
0: No, it's almost it's almost got like that amaro or like a red bitter.
1: Kind yeah. of nose, like Peicho is almost like yeah, yeah. The teasing pass. There you, there you go. <laughs> mm. Wow. Instant tomorrow Yeah. Mm. All that spice. Yeah. That is, is like wild, super winter spice heavy. Which is yes, nice. yeah, I like that a lot. Mm. Thick, obviously, from the
0: all that sugar. Sugar, yeah. Um, cocktails. I mean, you're the, the
1: cocktail guy. First thing I thought of was blood and sand. Yeah, I mean, you're that you substitute for vermouth and any basic amaro that you know you mm-hmm. want to sweeten and brighten your cocktail. I think that's fantastic. Never mind the complimentary aspects of like orange and cinnamon. Things like that, mm. peppercorn. I mean, can we swear on this? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: no, no, we're we're adults. Sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs>
1: well, I, like... I
0: mean, you're supposed to be twenty one listening, so I don't know. <laughs> A bad word here or there. Yeah. Again, uh, unedited,
1: yeah. unfiltered, mm. unscripted. I like it, real and raw. But even in that, like, like tiki drinks. Yeah, like a like Singapore or something like that. Yeah. That's really interesting. There's a lot going on in that. Yeah, I feel like... Like you get all
0: those different flavors too. Some cherry, some apricot. Mm. Maybe not so much the walnut, but that might... Almost like black walnut though. Like black walnut bitters. Yeah, 100%. So, when we do our rating system, when Corey and I do them, we kind of have this three-tiered thing of like, is it good... Um, is it worth the money? Mm. And if the bottle's on your bar, does it start a conversation? Because that's kind of what this is all about. Um, I mean, for me, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, hands uh, down. From everything I found online, it's about thirty-five bucks. That's not bad. So seven fifty. Yeah, going rate right for Amaro's, like that's actually right in the wheelhouse. Right in the wheelhouse. The bottle. Kind of looks like one of those bartender handshake bottles. Mm. It's a little nondescript, screw cap. It's got what looks to be like a two paddles on it, um, which I guess is kind of cool. Mm. Like it's so
1: kind of low-key that it would start a conversation. But even in that, too, if it's coming from a mixologist that's running a bar program mm. in Chicago, which happens to be one of the bigger, you know cocktail areas besides you know say like boston new york la yeah i think from bartender bartender that that's that's that handshake across the you know from one bar to another
0: yeah yeah so, i feel like does it start a conversation i think it does if another bartender comes over and sees that right um yeah that is that's pretty wild it's solid that is delicious mm. so yeah there it is it's good it's worth the money looks good in the bar That is it. Uh, We'll let you guys get back to your Monday night. As always, we are humbled uh, by the fact that you're out there listening, that anybody cares what a couple of old bartenders (laughs) from the circuit have to say. Yeah. Uh, We will check in with you soon. Yeah, thanks for having us. Cheers, guys. Cheers. All right, so here we are with another sample size. This one, as always, you guys are probably going to get sick of hearing me say this, but I'm really, really excited to try this. Uh, sticking with today's sample size theme, I'm going to be trying another sample given to me by my great friend Peter Thomas, um, the Capaletti Aperitivo Wine. Um It's actually Capoletti Vino Aperitivo, if you want to be specific. Uh, This is what is considered to be an Americano Rosso. So this is really cool. I can't wait to dig into this. A little bit of kind of backstory on what Americano Rosso is all about. So think about a hybrid of something like Campari on the shelf Uh, which is known as a bitter liquor. Uh, It goes great in spritzes and Negronis, obviously. Uh, Think of a hybrid between that and vermouth. So uh, Americano is what is considered to be an aromatized wine. And there's a couple of basic categories of aromatized wine. Uh, One of the main ones being vermouth. Now, aromatized wines... They're kind of broken down by specific botanicals. So in vermouth, there's a lot of different botanicals that go into vermouth, but the main one is wormwood. In fact, sort of the etymology of vermouth comes from the word vermouth, which means uh, wormwood. At some point, we'll talk about vermouth and we'll do a much deeper dive and and see that there's more to it than that. Uh, But that's kind of the basic, just sort of glazing the surface. Uh, Chinatos, which is an aromatized wine as well. Uh, they focus on a botanical called Chinchoa or Chinchona. Uh, I wish Steve was still here with me for that, uh, to give a better sort of pronunciation and definition of what's that, what that's all about. And then Americanos, uh, their botanical is focused on Gentian. Uh, which gives some earthy tones, some kind of bitter radish tones, and some floral tones to it as well. Now, this is, again, it's a wine-based, so this doesn't last forever. So when we get to the sort of rating system, it's not necessarily something that should be out on your bar. Um, But if you have bartenders coming over, cocktail friends who kind of know and are looking for different things and they open your fridge and they see this on the inside, they are going to ask questions for sure. This is going to start a conversation. All right. Much like I I do every time I I pour this while I'm talking and then the aromas just start wafting up into my nose underneath. Ah, This is beautiful on the nose. It's it's got like a, I don't know if you ever bit into maybe a rose petal and you get that bitterness. That's what I'm I'm smelling. I'm kind of smelling that floral bitterness and a little bit of sweetness. Obviously, there's some wine there, so you're, you're getting some sweetness. You're getting some bitterness. That cool kind of vegetal rhubarb-ish radish kind of notes to it. Um, what else can we talk about with this? Uh, so this is Capaletti again, um, Americano Rosso. Uh, Capaletti is an Italian company, they're up in the Alto Adagio region uh, of Italy, uh, which is a region that's pretty well known for, for Pinot Grigio. Uh, and the Italians really do, do bitters maybe better than anybody else in the world, although. There's a lot of craft American ones that are out now that are great. Uh, 17% ABV. Let's see what we got. Yeah, that's fantastic. So it's exactly kind of what I was expecting, what I was describing. It's kind of a hybrid of. Vermouth, and Campari. It's got the bitterness of Campari. Mm, nice dry finish, and I think that's from the wine base. Um, not a lot of sweetness there, uh, which I'm looking for. And I get, like, maybe it's not everybody's thing. I know the first time I tried Campari, I thought, like, oh, this is awful. This is bitter and, and terrible. And it took me a while before I started, one, to have my palate adapt and grow and appreciate, but also to really fully appreciate its use in cordials as a balancing agent, um, in cocktails, I mean, not cordials as a, as a balancing agent. Um, obviously Negroni is kind of the classic example of the best use of Campari in that you have the sweetness of the sweet vermouth and then the bitterness of the Campari and then the gin being the driving force through it. That being said, this kind of offers that same sort of bitterness, that hint of sweetness that gets balanced by all the bitterness and some great floral tones. But you're also getting that kind of wine flavor uh, and that herbaceousness that you would get from a sweet vermouth. So what would I do with this? I would use this in a Negroni. It's going to make for a slightly drier Negroni uh, because of the fact that it's only 17% alcohol which is a little bit less alcohol than, say, Campari or even an Aperol or some of the other bitter liqueurs, you're going to get a slightly less alcohol uh, Negroni or Boulevardier. I would use this maybe for a nice twist on a Manhattan as well. Uh, Yeah, anything you would use, sweet vermouth in or Campari, It, it will take the place of both of them. I got to have another sip. I've got to say, I am truly, truly blessed in this whole spirits world uh, to have great people. Um, I know I call them out all the time Jay, Sean, Mike, Peter, uh, my brother Steve, um, who's not actually my brother, but we're like brothers. Um, And these people who kind of like quirky stuff and then they find it and you know, myself included, like when I taste something new and different and quirky, I call all these guys and I want to share it with them and I bottle it up and I'm always excited to share when I find different things. Um, or I invite them into work and just pour them a glass and and let them taste while we, we talk about it. So yeah, I, I am blessed to know some of the coolest people ever who have some of the most interesting palates. So on the rating system is this good absolutely positively it is fantastic um the one thing i would say is if you're not committed to making a lot of cocktails or this isn't your thing to drink straight now i like drinking this straight it makes for a great sort of after dinner sipper instead of maybe having dessert um I would drink this with a glass and maybe have some some tea. I could even drink this with food, uh, with a, especially with some you know funkier um, like blue cheeses, things like that. Even sip this with some brie, depending on how you bake it and what you top it with. Um, but if you're not committed to it, a 750 is a lot, um, even for vermouth. If you're not going to use it within a couple of months. Whatever price it is, it might not be worth the commitment um, unless you're really dedicated to making a lot of cocktails. You're having a cocktail party. That being said, if you are, it's fantastic. It's worth every single penny of it. Uh, And does the bottle start a conversation? Here's the thing with that. This is, again, it's an aromatized wine. Wine does not last forever. Uh, we'll talk about this in further length on another podcast about the difference between uh, fermented beverages and distilled spirits. Um, but wine is a, a fermented beverage. Um, so think of it like bread. Once you take bread out and the air starts to get at it, it's going to start to turn. It's not going to go bad. It's not going to you know make you sick or anything. But it will lose its vibrancy in time, unlike a bottle of bourbon or even a a bottle of Frenet that could sit on your bar for six months out in the open. So this is something you want to keep in the refrigerator. It's going to prolong the life of it while you have it. So is it going to start a conversation on your bar? Hopefully not in that kind of way where somebody goes like, has that been on your bar for a long time? You should probably get rid of that. Um. That being said, if you have friends over for cocktails who are in the know, like my friend Peter, like Steve, um, like some of these guys who are really, really into cocktails and they see this in your fridge or you pull this out to start making drinks, that's going to start a conversation. People are going to want to know what this is. They're going to want to know what the story is behind it. They're going to want to try it and you're going to convert them over to trying something absolutely new and interesting and different so it really does hit on all three points it's good it's worth the money and the packaging while you guys can't really see it i've seen the bottle it is kind of on the bottom stout and then it pinches in and where the neck is um it almost looks like it was flattened um it's kind of hard to describe, but absolutely. The bottle is super cool to look at the color, which is all natural color. Carmine red. Uh, it is beautiful to look at. The bottle is beautiful to look at. The label is very cool. Um, yeah, it's got a it's sort of. I like that sort of maletti uh, There's some other the old school liquors in the posters that would, you know, be hanging in the bars in in france in the early 1900s it's got that but a slightly more modern take on that kind of label it does it hits all the buttons it's fantastic it's delicious uh great manhattan's negroni's boulevardiers uh great in a spritz this is a winner across the board there it is I hope you guys enjoyed this special edition of Sample Size Monday. A little twofer in a lot of different ways. Two samples from Peter Thomas. Two different reviews. Uh, The first one had two guests. So the holidays are coming up. hope you guys have a great, happy, safe, healthy holiday. Um, And we will be checking in with you guys soon. Again, full episodes dropping after the new year. If you like what we're doing, just as a reminder. Follow the podcast, rate, review, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, Uh, follow us on Facebook. Email me, rich at the spiritsguide89 at gmail.com. Happy holidays, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Yay!